welcome to Y'all This Book. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dory. And we are here to talk all things romance. So get ready to swoon. For real. Get yourself something to drink. (laughs) Get yourself some nice fuzzy socks. Whatever it is that you need to do to put yourself in the romantical mood. Because we're about to hit you in the face with some romance. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) that's just how much we love romance real if you are joining us from our which was better book chats welcome we appreciate you hopping along over to this channel but if you're new to us welcome still everybody's welcome we welcome everyone we're so excited this has been a long time in the making and you know if you love romance you're in the right place if you want to get into romance you are also in the right place um we just want to talk all things romance landia because it makes us so happy and brings us so much joy it really does it's it's our happy place it's what it's It's our happy place it is it's what we love so before we get started how are you how are you doing? I am good. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm very excited that we're finally getting this going and that here we are episode one. I feel I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? Same. I'm excited for the first episode. I'm nervous that we're just going to obsess about one author in particular and just call it uh fan cast from here on out because i'm just i'm I'm obsessed we're gonna get to it but i'm just saying like it's going to be a lot of fangirling on this episode so y'all prepare yourselves (laughs) i mean i think if that's your fear i think your fear is about to come true because i (laughs) i have one item on my list and it is this author so we'll get to that we'll get to that well, let's see. I have one, two, three, four. I have five books to talk about, and three of them are this author. So, <laughs> okay, that's incredible. And, yeah. but first and foremost, yes, I'm just ready to dive right in. I'm excited. If anyone listened to us on um, over on the which was better slash one more chapter feed. We left we left our friends on a cliffhanger because Lisa was in a major book slump. I was friends. And I'm dying to know <laughs> if you got out of it, how you got out of it, and what advice you can offer to others who might be in the same position. Okay, I did get out of it. Yes. And the answer, I have the same answer for two questions. How did I get out of it? and advice for others who want to get out of it and the answer is inmates (laughs) i love you prison (laughs) romance here we come prison romance books there is the answer to a lot of questions so i did i read the inmates obsession and i was obsessed it's like 85 pages it took like you know a nice like a 75 minute read and y'all it was everything I dreamed it was gonna be and more I can't tell you 
how happy it makes me (laughs) that that book is what brought you out of your slump because I just came across the cover and I was like, Lisa might think I'm crazy, but this book looks amazing. And you were very receptive. When uh, I sent it to you. Because that cover is it does a lot of the work. <laughs> when you're deciding, should I buy the inmates obsession by A. Riley? Yes. Mm-hmm. The answer is always yes. The tagline on it says, um, bars can't keep him from her. <laughs> I mean, this this had a lot going on and i'm just gonna say it like i said it was 13 chapters it was like 85 pages um it was the story is basically a mob a mafia daughter her dad gets thrown in prison and she's all alone and we find out in the story that she's like kind of anxious like kind of introverted kind of just like Mm -hmm. keeps to herself at her house and she basically doesn't leave unless she's going to visit her dad in prison and she goes to see him and she's very excited because she sees him once a week and um yeah there's a prison breakout like a riot (laughs) in the visiting room and it seems like she's the reason for it like they're trying to attack her and so this other guy that's an inmate they like lock eyes and i mean just the first moment they see this is even before the riot the first moment that they see each other and lock eyes across the room i was already like can i get a cigarette yes can i get a cigarette (laughs) i'm ready whatever's gonna happen in the next like 50 pages uh, i'm ready and so you know there's actually a little twist because you find out why he's in prison and you know and it wraps up very quickly so there's not Mm -hmm. a whole lot of like you know it's not a long drama so it's a short story it's like a novella but I loved it. It snapped me out of my funk like crazy. Yes. I love to hear that. <laughs> and then I went from that end of the spectrum to the opposite end because then I read Hallmark Publishing's latest Sweet Tea by Piper Hughley. And when I say I cried, I legit wept through some of this book. I'm okay. not kidding. So Everyone should go to our website, yallthisbook.com, and read Lisa's review of Sweet Tea. She did a beautiful review, and I've been waiting to discuss it with you because you said this book became a part of you, and I was like, I need to know more. So what was it about this book that, like, really resonated with you? Okay, so the the premise with Sweet Tea is it's based on... um, it's it centers around a character named Althea and she goes by Allie she works at a law firm in New York and she's just wanted to become partner that's been her only goal and she finally achieves that goal but in order to get to that goal she had to leave her hometown her hometown in um, Milford Georgia which is full of history and side note if you've never read any other Piper Hughley's books she has a historical romance series also set in the same town and she ties the two together so even though this is contemporary love it the ancestors that she talks about in there are the ancestors from that previous (gasps) series so they're all tied together which I'm going to confess I haven't read them but they are tied together and so I'm like okay this would just add so many more layers to this so I have to go back and read them but she leaves that hometown and 
um, her parents, you know, passed away when she was younger. So she was raised by her grandmother and she leaves and kind of just like severs ties with everybody. She doesn't really go back. She doesn't really talk to anybody and she just makes her life in New York and she achieves her goal of partner. But of course, circumstances happen for romance reasons. Mm -hmm. And thank you, faded mates. And Mm -hmm. she goes um, back home. And while she's there, she feel she realizes that there's this documentary maker who's kind of latched onto her grandmother. And he's making this documentary about Southern food and the women who make Southern food, black women. And he calls them, mm-hmm. um, no, it's not, I'm sorry. It's something treasures like sweet treasures. I'm sorry. I don't remember. Um, but he's going around and he ends up stopping in Milford because he hears about um, Granda, this woman, he hears about her and her incredible like cooking and how she does this annual feast for the college there. And so he goes and to like befriend her and they hit it off and he's with her. And so when Althea shows up, she's like, who's this guy? First of all, who's this white guy who's mm-hmm. latched on to my grandma? And, you know, and she's very suspicious of him, but the reason it resonated with me so much is because I left my, uh, where I grew up, I left at like 18 and I never went back. And there are people that I basically was just like, they probably don't want to hear from me. (laughs) And I never, you know, I just, it's a lot of insecurity. It was a lot of anxiety. It was just a lot of, a lot of um, resentment, just a lot of emotions rolled up. And Mm -hmm. when I left and I did not keep up relationships. I didn't keep up like contact with people. And I was just like, I'm doing my own thing. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was enough, but I also have a lot of, I I do have anxiety. I actually have diagnosed anxiety and I'm an introvert in real life, like all this stuff. And so reading Althea in these moments where she's just so she's, she has a panic attack at one point, like she's working through all these issues about returning home and why she left and just all of these, um, just making amends with her past and how she's dealt with all of it and how she ran away. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. There were moments when I was legit weeping because I just identified with her. So it was just so moving everything about her story. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it sounds like this was kind of a healing read for you. And I think that that, and I think that I'm glad that we're talking about this because I think that there have been romances that I have read that have felt incredibly healing. Like you just really connect with the main character and like, in watching them come to terms with their past, it helps you kind of heal a little bit too. Yes, absolutely. I just, like I said, I fell in love with that character and oh my gosh, I was just like protect her at all costs. I know she's fictional, but not in my mind. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So I read that and then, um, right after, and we'll talk, this is what we're going to talk about in just a minute. So, but I need to tell the order because Mm -hmm. after that it happened one summer by Tesla Mm -hmm. Bailey came out and you and I have been talking about this for weeks over on one more chapter so we were ready but I wasn't ready (laughs) we weren't ready but I wasn't ready because I read that and I absolutely became obsessed and since then I've read two more Mm -hmm. Tessa Bailey books (laughs) (laughs) two more yes okay okay explain yourself (laughs) 
I finished what happened. It happened one summer. Explain yourself. I finished that. And then at the end, you get a little teaser for the next in the series, which if you guys have read it. Hook, line, and sinker. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how dare they do this (laughs) to me? I, I have to wait till March of next year. Like, so I'm like, I need more. I need more. And so I went and I was like, you know what? I have, um, it's not the fixer up series. It's the tools of engagement. Is that yes. what it is? I think something yeah. like that. I was like, I already have it on my, I already have that book. I'm, I was like on my Kindle. So I'm like, I'm going to read it. So you hadn't read fix her up yet. No. <gasps> this was your first time meeting Travis. Yep. Are you okay? Cause I wasn't nope. okay. <laughs> so I got the two punch combination, not only of freaking it happened one summer. Yes. Going. Or wait, no, it's the hot and hammered series. Hot and hammered. Tools of engagement is the final book in right. the series. The third book. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I went, I got the two punch combination of Brendan into Travis. And then I went from Travis to Dominic and I'm not okay. And Tessa Bailey, I'm telling you, I have work to do. I cannot, the obsession is it's getting to be too much. (laughs) Tessa Bailey, how dare you? (laughs) Real. How dare you? I did not realize that you were experiencing Travis for the first time this week. I would have been there to support you had I known. (laughs) So you read It Happened One Summer. I mean, I've been waiting for this book. I'm a really big Tessa Bailey fan and I've been waiting for this book. And, but I was also really nervous, like, I had so much anticipation leading into it that when it finally arrived at my door, I was like, what if I hate it? You know, because you've been like the buildup, the buildup, you've been building it up in your head. And to be honest, I had not heard a bad word about it from everyone who read it online. And I was like, this is too good to be true. Like I'm going to be one person who hates this book. It's going to be the first Tessa Bailey book I don't finish. Like, I just, I had all these thoughts. Like, I can't do this. There's no way this book is as good as I think it's going to be. Right. But, (laughs) (laughs) but I couldn't resist. I was like, you've been waiting for this. You need this. I had had a rough, rough week. I needed this book. So I cracked it open. I was obsessed from like minute one, page one. Piper is a delight. I'm going to read for everyone um, listening. I'm going to read the uh, synopsis so you know what's going on with this book. Yes. Piper Bellinger is fashionable and influential, and her reputation as a wild child means the paparazzi are constantly on her heels. When too much champagne and an out-of-control rooftop party, hilarious, Land Piper in the slammer. Okay, that scene was so funny. Her stepfather decides enough is enough. So he cuts her off and sends her and her sister to learn some responsibility running their late father's dive bar, dun, 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 in Westport, Washington. Piper hasn't even been in Westport five minutes when she meets big bearded sea captain Brendan Taggart, Mm -hmm. who thinks she won't last a week outside of Beverly Hills. 
So what if Piper can't do math and the idea of sleeping in a shabby apartment with bunk beds gives her hives? How bad could it really be? She's determined to show her stepfather and the hot grumpy local that she's more than just a pretty face, except it's a small town and everywhere she turns, she bumps into Brendan. The fun-loving socialite and the gruff fisherman are polar opposites, but there's an undeniable attraction simmering between them. Piper doesn't want any distractions, especially feelings for a man who sails off into the sunset for weeks at a time. Yet, as she reconnects with her past and begins to feel at home in Westport, Piper starts to wonder if the cold, glamorous life she knew is what she truly wants. LA is calling her name, but Brendan and his small town full of memories may have already caught her heart. So Tessa Bailey has said in interviews that this book is... Well, Piper, the character of Piper is inspired by Alexis um, Rose from Schitt's Creek. And I can definitely see where the inspiration comes from. But to me, Piper felt like a totally separate, different character. Right. And I mean, and I say that is like, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Like, that's hard to do. Like, I was kind of wondering... When I read this, because I'm a huge Shits Creek fan, I'm like, am I just going to have Alexis Rose in my head when I'm reading this? And right. I didn't feel that way. Like, I felt completely like Piper was different, just different character, which is hard to accomplish when you have that, like, really great inspiration, you know? Right. And it's part of the branding process because it's in every write-up leading up to it saying... Mm-hmm if you like Schitt's Creek, you're going to like, you know, and so it's, mm-hmm. it's in your mind. And I'm like, you now. I love Alexis Rose after like the third rewatch of Schitt's Creek. I'm like, she's probably my favorite character just because of how she develops over the series. And same. She's just, I only want good things for her. I want her to just have everything she ever wants in life. Like I love I Alexis know. Rose. And so I was already going into this with the kind of the same feeling, like, is this all I'm going to think about? Mm-hmm. But no, she was, I see where the inspiration came from. I see the groundwork. I see like the idea, but it was its own thing. And I, I was not okay <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> I was not okay either. Like I loved Piper. Of course you get in the story you realize she is more than just like a vapid socialite there's so much more to her um but I loved her relationship with her sister I thought that was so sweet yes I don't want to give away everything but like you see her reconnect with her grandmother and it's like I cried I cried like there's (laughs) I'm not gonna I don't want to like give too much away because I really do want everyone to read this book but there were moments where I really got emotional like I think everyone, and I think this book is doing something really interesting about, it's it's doing something really interesting with discussions about social media and how mm-hmm. social media impacts all of us because that's where Piper's like bread and butter is. Like she is a social media darling and that's the type of socialite she is. And that's where we are in society, right? Like in the days of Paris Hilton, you read about her on blogs and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like blogs and eventually reality TV. Now we've moved to a space where like, you can just be on Instagram 
mm-hmm. and have and just be f- famous for being famous and having a bunch of followers. Right. And so I think it, there it, the book b- brings up really interesting questions about finding your validation and social media likes and how healthy that is and how necessary that is and how if you think that's all you are, it can really mess with your head. It really messes with Piper's head. Um, the book is an interesting commentary on the extremes of social media, right? Like there's the the questions of, is it healthy for so much to be online and for all of us to place so much value on our online presence? But at the same time, like, is it so wrong <laughs> to like pretty pictures and want to take them and want to, you know, connect with people that way? Like, is that so wrong? So I liked right. that kind of commentary in the book too. I did too, because I think part of it, her story is finding that balance because she's not mm-hmm. ashamed of liking pretty things when, especially when she finally <laughs> emerges from, you know, being in this fish town and she gets spoiled again in a different mm-hmm. setting, you know, and she's like, oh, she's not ashamed. She's like, I missed sheets. Like, you know, she's like, oh, I yeah. missed it. She's all excited. <laughs> and you feel her excitement because she's not ashamed of that part. But I do think that at some point she realizes my validation doesn't lie in these likes, even though mm-hmm. I still enjoy being in the spotlight and I still enjoy like these other things. It doesn't define me in the same way anymore. Mm-hmm. And side note, I'm not giving anything away here, but when Brendan joined social media, I I oh, died laughing. Best. I died laughing. The best. I, and everyone on the boat is like, dude, what are you doing? I died <laughs> laughing. I mean, this book took me through so many emotions between laughing at scenes like that, legit tears at the big misunderstanding at the end. Oh, oh my God. I'm not even going to get into it because I don't want to give it away. Everybody needs to read it for themselves. The realization that happens you know all of this stuff and it's just oh my god and then of course uh hi the whole sex you know all the sex scenes I mean so laughter tears just straight up like uh can I get a glass of water over here like yeah these two are smoking hot like it is ridiculous dinner scene there's a boat scene there's a hotel scene like there there are scenes okay and it is like he is so hot he is he is topping my book boyfriend like in my head he is at the top of the list right now because of everything I've read this year because there's so much about Brendan that I really loved he's definitely an alpha but he's not like a jerk like he comes off as a jerk at first but man when you peel back those layers like he makes her communicate with him like he forces a lot of tough conversations which I appreciated yeah he like I was I my love language if you guys know the love languages mine is acts of service and same it is no way same stop it nope same so 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 we were dead for brendan basically because (laughs) legit just like builds her shit like that's how he shows his love i'd have been like i have no clothes on ever again (laughs) just 
they just can't stay on me. You built I me know. a freaking pergola. Like they just don't stay on. They just slough off every all. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. Piper decides that she wants to fix up her late father's bar. And Brendan's like, okay, I'll be there tomorrow morning with my tools and my crew. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, is this a euphemism? No, he shows up with like legit, like when he starts building shit and you're like, yeah, what's happening? Yeah. He just wants so badly to take care of her. And he like eventually takes her shopping and he's like, I want to spoil you. I like spoiling you. Yes. And he tells Um, her in a certain way and you're just like, sir. (laughs) Can I get that on a shirt and just start wearing it around? Okay. Exactly. He says it in his gruff fisherman way. There, and it's so hot. And he also, the last thing that I really love about him is that he is so sure of her mm-hmm. and their relationship. And that to me is catnip because that that is the fantasy element of romance. Because in my experience, the last thing... <laughs> that a single man is is sure and so he and he is certain he's like once he figures it out once he decides and he's like oh it's then that's it and he's like oh this is happening we just have to get through this you know we just have to slog through it but we're gonna get to the other side and yeah it's gonna happen now he is my yeah he's up there because if you've listened to us chat about books before you know, I love a grumpy dude. Mm-hmm. I love a grumpy, stoic, just dude. Mm-hmm. And not only is he grumpy, but he's got a beard. Yes. I'm yes. like, everything together is just my kryptonite and acts of service, like all of it. And the fact that he's such a routine guy, I'm like, my planner heart just, I know, you know my just scheduling type a heart all of it is just all together i'm like this isn't fair none it's none not of fair. this not fair tessa bailey how could you do this to us like he this man destroyed me like and their pairing was so beautiful and wonderful and i just like they were freaking perfect for each other they were perfect for each other and they were perfect together and this was her quarantine book <laughs> she wrote that i remember i, t- I texted you i was like this woman wrote this on quarantine and what you know what i did on quarantine i texted you this i was like i gained 15 pounds and watched brooklyn 99 three times straight exactly exactly so, mm-hmm. successes we each had our own individual successes mm-hmm. she, i online I, chopped for a year that's all i did was just buy things online and, and apparently she, she wrote this and the other one because the other one's coming out in march so you know it's not because mm-hmm. it's already like getting i mean just I mean, it's killing us well and then we way. and then we have to talk about that so the next book focuses on piper's sister hannah and one of um brendan's crew members fox and i need to know their story like need to know because there are little tidbits in it happened one summer about their relationship that have definitely piqued my interest and you had a really good point because i remember i texted you and i think it was in all caps where i was like how dare they do this to us that we have to wait till march and but you had a really good a point because you're like i hope it's i hope it's kind of parallel and we get i hope the book runs concurrently with it happened one summer because i'm dying to know like what was hannah doing 
when yeah. Piper was over at Brendan's for that dinner where she stayed for a while. What was Hannah doing that evening? Was uh-huh. Fox with like was Fox in town? Did they did I want to know like because by the end you just have a feeling that they have some things have gone on with them and we don't know what. Yes. Because there are times in it happened one summer where they're together with Brendan and Piper where Piper's like what's going on with those two? Like something's going on. Yeah. What happened? I want to know what happened. She's like telling Brendan, she's like, Hey, tell him to knock it off because I don't want my sister getting hurt. (laughs) Right. And Brendan's like, I'll talk to him. Yeah. And, but then at the same time, you're like, okay, but you see these little, like, cause they, you know, there are little conversations of theirs, Mm -hmm. of Fox and Hannah that you just hear snippets of. And I'm like, what were y'all doing were y'all together when a certain couple was on a boat mm-hmm. that's what I want to know exactly I want like I really hope that we get their like the time Hannah and Piper's initial time in Westport I hope that we get to see that from Hannah's perspective because I also want to see Hannah getting to know her grandma and like I want everything from um, Hannah's perspective because she was in it too. And I also thought that there's a scene where Hannah goes off on Brendan. Uh This little girl, half his size, Uh use his ass out. Yes. And I feel like that's the moment Fox was like, like, wait a minute, who's this young lady? He's like, I'm sorry. Who is this? Who are you? I need to know more. He's like biting back his laughter. He's like, she just ate him up. Like what happened? Because then Brendan was feeling, feeling it. Yeah. Mm, God, it's so good. It's It's so so good. You guys. It's just, mm, it's like one of the most perfect. And I don't want to build it up because you know what? We've all been built up with this, but it, it, it hit for both of us you and i we were both like okay the build up the build up actually was it matched and i'm not i'm not exaggerating it's one of the most for me it was one of the like more perfect character arcs and romance arcs like but i love a good grumpy you know sunshine i love Mm -hmm. a good enemies to lovers i mean they're not enemies for very long but you know what i'm saying like i that's all my wheelhouse giant bearded dudes who don't say a lot but do a bunch of things to prove it yes Mm -hmm. i'm in so i mean this book is just joy it is just joy i mean there's so much i want to say about the end but i don't want to talk about the end um we'll do it offline we'll do it offline and (laughs) i just i love one thing that i really love it with romance couples like my favorite thing is when authors write in I like to know that these characters get a kick out of each other like I like to know that they just have fun and they think that the other one is funny yes. and these two have a running inside joke that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> that's so good and <laughs> At every like poignant and important moment, this joke comes up and it's freaking perfect. I like that he comes to appreciate for her for exactly who she is. Mm -hmm. 
loving superficial stuff and all because that's yeah. what makes her her mm-hmm. and he's like i want that piper i don't want you to come here and turn into like you know everybody i know here and i've known my whole life like mm-hmm. that i yeah. want you to be you mm-hmm. yeah so uh y'all i need y'all i need everybody to read it it's so good it it met my expectations and then some it was better than i expected and i didn't think that was possible because my expectations were already so high yes everything they're saying about is true i mean that's really all i read i i started um i actually did start another book for which was better so but i'm not done with that yet so i'm not one i'm not gonna say what it is yet okay but okay um, okay So I've got that and then I've got tools of engagement and then uh, I don't know. I'm going to look through my pile and see what else I can see what else I can tackle. Fun. Well, the only romance I've read of late is It Happened One Summer. And as Lisa knows, I've been uh, rereading all my favorite parts over and over again. You guys don't even want to know how many times I read the scene on the boat. It's like alarming. <laughs> it's alarming. Um, but what I have coming up, because I'm going to have some more time in the next couple of weeks. So I'm excited to kind of get back into a better reading groove. I am going to finish Love Her, Love Her or Lose Her. I also have tools of engagement already on my Kindle on deck. I am also reading um, Joanna Shoup's series. I read the first one, the Rogue of Fifth Avenue, I think it was. And I am now, this is is the Uptown Girl series. And I um, am going to read book two, The Prince of Broadway. And speaking of books running concurrently, I think those books run at the same time. So because the series is about three different sisters. Yeah. And so while the first sister is off doing her shenanigans and falling in love, you really wonder like, what are the other two sisters up to? And I'm, I've started the second book and like it runs concurrently. And so I get to see, you know, while Mamie was off falling in love, I get to see what her sisters are doing. So I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. Um, so I'm gonna finish that. And also I won a free book <gasps> on Instagram. You did? Yes. So Root Literary, a literary agency, I saw a post um, about cowboy romances. And one thing you need to know about me, I am trash for a cowboy, okay? There is nothing I love more than a cowboy. So I have never commented on a post to enter a contest so fast. And I freaking won. So I won the book Relentless in Texas by Carrie Lynn Dell. I was like, is this the one you tagged me in? Yes, this is the contest I tagged you Oh, that's awesome. I won it. Yeah. This is the book. (gasps) It's a great cover. Yeah, it is. Great cover. So here's what it's about. Gil Sanchez was once rodeo's biggest and baddest hotshot. Now he's 13 years sober and finally free of the pain that ended his skyrocketing career. 
given one last near miraculous shot, he can't let fantasies of happily ever after dull his razor edge. The Carmelita White Fox is every dream he's never let himself have. And from the moment he saw the challenge in her eyes, he hasn't been able to look away. Karma may come from a Blackfeet family noted for its healing abilities, but even she knows better than to try and fix this scared, this scarred, cynical, and incredibly sexy cowboy. Yet, as the pressure builds and the spotlight intensifies, she's the only one who can reach past Gil's jaded armor to the fiercely loyal heart buried deep within. <gasps> Sign me up. Okay. So that's what I've got on tap for the coming okay. weeks. Oh, I did forget. I'm also, I did go back because one of your tips for coming out of your book slump is to read something you've already read before. And yes. I did. I started uh, one of my favorite Kara McKenna books, The Prison <gasps> One. I love that. So, I figure that'll be like my, you know, kind of a buffer because I've already read it. So I can, I can kind of read through it faster um, between, so I don't, I mean, yes, I am obsessed. I'm, I'm saying it. We should, everybody should know by now I'm obsessed with this Tessa Bailey book. So I need a buffer. So I don't like, mm -hmm. you know, so we need to expand our reading a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I got going on this week. We have a lot of fun stuff in the works. We do. Yes. And I'm excited. So, um, and I guess before we wrap it up, you had a very good idea that we should do at the end of towards the end of our episodes and yes. um well i have a question for you first oh okay i'm excited you're forgetting a segment <gasps> get to know our show oh that's right because man we just couldn't forget? we couldn't stop we just had to get right into it that's why how could you forget okay i'm sorry hit me so i have a question for lisa i'm getting to know herself mm -hmm. and do you have a favorite romance novel you'd like to see turned into a movie or TV show? Oh, gosh. Yeah, hard time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course, any prison romance. <laughs> yes, hard time. Oh, my gosh. I was not prepared. Um, you know, well, that's not a romance, so I can't use that one. Um, let me think about it for a second because that's interesting because i don't know if i like anything enough to make it a tv show <laughs> so that's a long i know you know what i would I like know. and this is going to be a terrible thing for me to say i so, can't wait to hear it i love terrible things so brace yourselves i'm ready i would love a non-hallmark version of the art of us by terry wilson yeah because that I, book is hot for real i know we need more than like a tvg tvpg we need like <laughs> the full terry yes and i would not mind any of um talia hibbert's books Yes, girl, preach, preach, preach. To be made into um, a movie or a series of movies. Mm -hmm. That could be like a um, mini series. So, yeah, I'll stick with those. Do you have any? Those are great choices. Great choices. 
Man, I think there are a lot I would like to see adapted. Um, and I, luckily this year has been full of good news for some of my favorites. Like I would love to see the Hoops series by Kennedy Ryan yeah. adapted for TV or film. And I think that those books have been sold and that's the intention to bring those to um TV or movie screens near you. Um, and also I talked about how I love Rebecca Weatherspoon mm. and cowboy books and she has a series. Actually, I didn't talk about Rebecca. I meant to talk about her earlier because I am also reading her book, Zenny. Have you read Zenny yet? No. Zenny is Sloan from Rafe's best friend. Right. So we're going to get so I'm going to dive into her story. We both have read Rafe and love Rafe. Mm. Um, yeah, we do. So, and Rebecca Weatherspoon has another series that I really, really love. And it's a cowboy series. And I would love to see that because as we just discussed, I love cowboys. So I would love to see that adapted for TV. And I believe there's a deal in place. So I just hope that these things come to fruition because a lot of times the rights to these books get sold and then nothing happens. Yeah. And that always breaks my heart. I really hope that for Kennedy Ryan and for Rebecca Weatherspoon, that those books end up becoming movies or TV series. And if you're interested, um, Rebecca Weatherspoon's cowboy series is the Cowboys of California series. The third book is coming out soon. And, um, like I mentioned, Kennedy Ryan's hoop series, which yes. I believe is on sale right now on Amazon for $1.99 a piece. So go get you some. I know I need to, I need to get over my sports aversion, my sports romance. I mean, aversion. if you can handle, um, Travis and fix her up, then you can handle, some of Kennedy Ryan's heroes because not all okay. of them are active players. And in yeah. one book, it's an agent. So it doesn't have anything to do okay. really with the players. Yeah. Cause it's usually when the story revolves around somebody getting hurt and having to like leave, it's that whole part of it because that's what I did as an athletic trainer for mm -hmm. like 20 years and deal mm -hmm. with sports injuries. And I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> and I can't get yeah. out of it. I get but with Travis, he was already gone. Right. Yeah, and Travis was already gone. He was already done. They washed up. Yeah, yeah, they didn't dig into like exactly the injury and the recovery. They didn't do all that. So I appreciated that. I'm looking right now and I see Zinni on um, Hoopla, the audiobook. So yeah, there you go. this Get cover it. too is gorgeous. Look, at this. I know I love it with her shades. She's yes. pulling her shades down. I know. I love She's it. She's great. Okay. That's yeah that's exciting i'm excited for that i hope it does work out for them because i you know things get optioned all the time and then that's it mm -hmm. then you don't hear about them again so i hope that works out i know i hope i really and i think that we've seen the success of like bridgerton and shows like virgin river and sweet magnolias like there's a market for this and i really hope that Netflix, other streamers, other networks really take note and take advantage. There's tons, there are tons of series and romance that you can adapt. There yeah. Tons. Yeah. 
All and over people the place. will watch, you know, oh, yeah. like Virgin River just came out last weekend. It's been at the top of, you know, Netflix. It's been at the top of their lists. So, you know, give us more romances in media, please. And thank you. And thank you. So, okay, well. And so our final segment. Yeah. Is a little something we like to call happy for now where we talk about what's making us happy for now. Which I love it because this was your idea and I thought it was great. And I was like, this is awesome because we need a little, yes, romance makes us happy and all of that. But, you know, I think especially nowadays, it's nice to, you know, express some gratitude and show some, you know, just saying, hey, this Mm -hmm. is in my life right now and I love it. So exactly. Yeah. So what's making you happy for now? What's making me happy for now is um, we, (laughs) I know this sounds ridiculous, but we actually, this is going to be a little longer than I wanted it to be. So just bear with me. I do, it it will wrap up. It will circle back. We, um, we had a big rainstorm last, the weekend before, a couple weeks since now. And um, we don't know if it was the rain itself because it was um, whatever that hurricane was that came up north. Um, We don't know if it was that or if it was our water heater, but either way, our basement flooded and our basement is mostly refinished. There's a couple, there's like one section that's not, that's the laundry room, but it's mostly refinished. And so we were just like two inches of water. It really sucked. (laughs) and the worst and so we couldn't figure out if it was the sump pump that just went out you know or if it was just too much water at once or if it was the water heater because our water heater is like nine years old it's the only thing in this house that we bought it's that wasn't replaced when we first bought it so the point of the story is when I was in okay I'm sorry I'm going back again I I promise this will come together and I promise it'll be a happy thing but (laughs) when I was in college my parents are amazing people. Okay. But they could not help me financially. And it's not because they didn't want to. It's just, that's just not the, the, the financial situation we were in. I wanted for nothing. Don't think that I was like hobbling around trying to get porridge from people or anything like that, but they couldn't help (laughs) me financially. So because of that, I made a lot of really poor decisions when I was younger and I ended up as an adult with very poor credit. And so part of the reason why we moved here to Connecticut was to try and work ourselves out of debt and try and live smaller because we moved here with my only my husband working at the time I hadn't found a job yet and two kids, you know, and so we had to cut down a lot. And because of that, it took a while, but we finally worked our way out and we finally worked our way out of debt. We finally got our credit scores to pretty good numbers. And so what's making me happy now is, you know, five years ago, if this would have happened, it would have killed us. Like we would have been financially ruined to have to replace a water heater. (laughs) Right. Um, Those, they ain't cheap. No, they're not. And um, there were times, you know, when we were really like, we've got 10 bucks to eat, you know, like legitimately, you know, like 
we don't have a lot. <laughs> there were times, you know, this is before kids, but then once we had kids, there were times when my parents would come over and be like, do you need money? And I'm like, no, you know, I'm trying to be like, no, no. right. But then they would see me go to the grocery store with all my coupons and like trying to like make ends meet and all the pasta, <laughs> like all the, <laughs> like, you know, like there were legit times when we were struggling. And so what makes me happy now is that after, you know, years of hard work and trying to um, make strides and to try and change ourselves, you know, financially and put ourselves in a better position, not only for us, but for our kids is this happened. And we had, you know, all of our credit cards are paid off. All of that is done. Like we're in a position now where we could be like, put it on the credit card and we'll pay it off. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, and the relief and the joy just being on top of it and just this is probably way too deep for this podcast and I'm sorry but I just it, it, it is it could have been worse mm-hmm. in many ways but it sucked but we had the ability to take care of it and now we're fine and the basement looks great and we got our new water heater and everything's fine <laughs> but that would not have been the story about five years ago <laughs> So that's what's bringing me joy is my new water heater that we just paid for. I love that so much. (laughs) And I think that that is really inspiring because I think that especially right now, a lot of people are tasked with digging themselves out of a hole that 2020 left them in. You know, I think so many people lost jobs lost savings, lost homes, in addition to losing loved ones. And it is so amazing and inspiring to hear your story that like you can figure it out and pull yourself together and get out of a hole if you happen to be in one because, and I think you can speak to this when you're in it, it doesn't feel like you will ever get out of it. Yeah. You know? There were some really desperate times. (laughs) Right. And like, here you are now and having that major, huge expense didn't break you. Yeah. I mean, it's not pay for it. Like, I mean, it's it's not exactly, it's not fun. (laughs) Right. It's not great to have thousands of dollars on your credit card out of nowhere. Like that, that never feels good, but to not feel the crushing weight of it destroying your finances for months to years. Yeah. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. So yeah, that's my happy news for this week. What about you? Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, I'm so, well, I'm happy for you. Thank you. I think that's amazing. Thank you. So what's making me happy for now is that my mother is coming to visit and I have not seen her. Yes. I have not seen her since pre-pandemic. It's been a year and a half. This is the longest we've ever not seen each other. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. It's been terrible. And I think a lot of people are in this position, right? Like in to be 
cautious, like there was no traveling and my mother is in her seventies and we weren't going to risk it. And she's coming to visit and I cannot wait to see her and give her a hug. And I cannot wait for her to get on my nerves and I cannot wait, you know, like it's all the things that you miss that you don't realize you missed, you know, like I would give anything for my mom to be here right now. And for me to be annoyed at her, like, (laughs) when are you going back home? You know, like I even miss that. I even miss that. So That's that's making me happy. The prospect of like being reunited with her makes me really happy. I think that, you know, that is so awesome. I'm so excited for you. I'm seeing my family for the first time at the end of the month too. You are. Oh, it's been two years because they were supposed to come May, 2020. And of course that got canceled. And my dad, my parents are in their set. Well, my dad is in his seventies. My mom's not there yet, but seventies, but my dad has a lot of health conditions, like advanced diabetes and like oxygen. Like, yeah, he, he can't, we, we couldn't do anything because we were like, we can't risk his right. Life. Yeah. And so. now you get to see. Him. I know we both get to see our parents. <laughs> I know. I mean, finally, like it's just been so brutal. And like what we've been asked to sacrifice over the past year and a half is two years has been kind of intense. So, yeah. you know, it's time. It's time to start seeing some people start giving some hugs. I know. I just want to hug them. I know. And then have my mom ask me as soon as like within five seconds, you're going to church with me on Sunday, right? And I'd be like, <laughs> lady, we just got through a pandemic. Okay. I know. Actually, we're still in it. I'll be like, uh-uh, I am. No, I'm no. here to see you. I love so it. So this, I feel like we, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I feel like we nailed it. We nailed it. First episode, First we episode, knocked it out of the park. So we want you to join us on the next one. We want you to come along for this ride. So, you know, follow us on all the socials when by all the socials, I just mean Twitter and Instagram. Correct. We're (laughs) at y'all this book on Twitter and on Instagram. It's at y'all dot this dot book, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. And then also check out our book reviews. Um, well, mostly Lisa's book reviews with one from me. I'll be adding more at yellowthisbook.com. Uh, was awesome. Oh, shucks. Thank you. I reviewed um, It Happened One Summer. So and it's an my, amazing review. More of my thoughts. Yeah. So yeah. yallthisbook.com or yallthisbook.co, both endings work. So just check it out. There's a bunch of bookish content on there. Eventually, we hope to put monthly recaps on there. And we'll have a link to this podcast there and we'll have all the book reviews and hopefully some more bookish content as we grow and put all of our ideas together. And also, um, you know, anything that we talk about, like we'll link, you know, in the episode show notes, or at least we'll detail it so that we can go back and look and say, what was that book again? It should be in the show notes and we'll, we'll have all that for you. For sure. So join us listening. Yeah. Be book friends with us. Be bookish best friends with us. Please. But thank you all. Thank you for sticking in with us. Thank you for anybody that hopped on over from one more chapter from which was better and joining us over here. We appreciate it. And we love you. We love you very much. And And we'll be back next week. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.